0: You are listening to Oh, this podcast on the live nine podcast network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. welcome to another edition of oh this podcast the podcast you love to hate hate to love we are here broadcasting again from the virtual learning annex and also from the learning annex we got our ipads our beers i guess our android pads whatever the frick those things are called (laughs) i don't know technology anymore steve steve welcome to another edition of recording how are you doing today
1: i'm doing well my man i'm uh enjoying my uh my my west coast uh my my swing through the uh through the fine west coast states so uh yeah just getting getting back acclimated to uh pacific time and also it's uh back it's springtime so it's now like in the 70s and beautiful outside so i can actually go out and uh I, i feel like i'm my my winter shell is uh, my 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 fur winter coat is shedding and I'm uh, getting getting prepared for the summer months ahead.
0: I'm very, very jealous that you're going through this metamorphosis, this uh, <laughs> this uh, cacophony of sorts. No, that's yes, not I'm
1: it. I'm preparing to, uh, you know, tran- transition from a caterp- caterpillar into a butterfly. Yes, you're going to transition, of course. <laughs> but with that being said, we are going to be doing our 48th
0: episode and it is our Tori Hunter of great um I think Minnesota
1: twins uh Minnesota twins uh did he play a little Los bit Los Angeles it? Angels? yeah yeah a little well bit. I think at the time they were mostly the well angels of the, Anaheim Anaheim yada 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 uh, also of mm, Detroit Tigers for a bit yeah, in the lit, latter part of the career and not yeah. his son
0: but him himself so
1: and in just a, a constant thorn in my side as a white sox fan and then of course, in like 2007 the White Sox were rumored to Uh, potentially be looking at trying to sign him and then like all the rumors were heating up and there was interest and then like on Thanksgiving he signed with the Angels and then all of my dreams were dashed
0: yeah and the tough part about that too is the reason he was a thorn is because he was damn good wherever he played that's really good really 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 solid player
1: not quite hall of fame level it doesn't look like from the numbers but really good for a very long time so yeah. A worthy a worthy choice of uh number forty eight. Plus there's not a lot of forty eights in general. Yes, yeah, so we were taking a look at we <laughs> Jimmy found Johnson. we
0: could have gone to like hockey, Latvian hockey, but I don't know. Yeah, really... I guess so.
1: We could yeah, we could have uh, gone to Glo- Glove like, Eastern
0: Eastern European League hockey. Yeah, or Eastern European <laughs> horse racing. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> something out. But Steve, why don't you tell our lovely uh oh this podcasters fans uh the fanatics the fanatical people who haven't uh heard from us from a little bit uh about all the lovely stuff on the internet that we do
1: oh yes um you can check out the show um uh, in all of its in all of its glory at oh this com. uh episodes uh all sorts of uh fun and shenanigans to be had there tomfoolery uh, Tom yes um but uh no horseplay no horseplay we strongly wow. against horseplay <laughs> um but you can also check out uh we're on uh, facebook and on twitter there you can uh catch the uh the show there if you want to get uh updates on uh what's going on with the show sometimes we uh post random things about the show also about life in general you know just kind of providing you with that information that uh is probably not vital to your life but hey you know it's a nice thing to have um then you can also uh if you want to uh support the show you can uh check out our um, patreon page there we've got ways for you to support the show there you can also uh go on our on the website we've got uh links to uh uh you know shop through amazon go through fandango you got a, a variety of ways to uh support us and and help make this show the the reality that it has become
0: yes it is a reality and it does yeah. not bites <laughs> Movie references of that there, that their, that their nature. Last episode was the inaugural episode that we did. Patrick's obscure music choice of the week. So we're going to take and actually go into our second obscure music choice of the week before we come jumping into the beer of the week that Steve's going to be so eloquently going to be providing us with the synopsis for. But my obscure music pick of the week happens to take and go along with the theme of the show. And ladies and gentlemen, baseball's back again. And none other than the anthem that happened to be on Cornell Haynes Jr.'s country grammar <laughs> album, track number 14, with the Saint Lunatics, but batter up. If you are looking to get some some good lovin's up in your eardrums, you know, put four minutes of hot, f- or five minutes and 27 seconds of hot funk between your <laughs> eardrums, go to yourself, do yourself a favor, listen to Nelly, li- put, put it in your disc man you know, track to number 14 on the album. Hopefully there's no scratches on that CD and get yourself, uh, you listen to that. Some of that batter up with, uh, featuring Murphy Lee. Yeah.
1: And so. make sure your disc band has, uh, the shock resistance too, because you, that beat is going to be so banging that you don't want it to, uh, skip you, while you're,
0: uh, while you're listening. Exactly. You could also have the, the Sony bass boost going on there. Oh, Trademark you definitely want the pendant. dynamic bass boost. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I figured it was only 100% uh, fitting for us to take in, go from the Nellie back catalog on this fine baseball things, considering I am the sixth uh, and hidden white St. Lunatic out there. So um, yeah. What say you about that, uh, that selection?
1: I think that's a, a, a worthy choice of the, uh, the, the second installment of this segment and uh, well on, on topic for uh, what we're going to be dealing with today. So uh, yes, I, I have no quarrel with it, sir.
0: Awesome. I get a cookie. I get a cookie. So Steve, <laughs> but without further ado, tell everybody the beer of the week. What are we drinking this week on this yes. lovely uh, you know, warm for you day? Warm.
1: Yes, this warm California day. I don't know what it's doing in Chicago today, but it's uh, not
0: as happy as what you're doing. <laughs> Let's just say that.
1: <laughs> but uh we are drinking uh from Fieldwork Brewing Company out here in California. We're drinking Always Blue, which is a uh American style IPA. Um definitely in the uh uh west coast uh styling uh, rather than the uh currently insanely trendy uh North, northeast IPA or the east coast IPA which is super hazy this one is not that um it is a very traditional uh fairly bitter uh west coast IPA and uh it it pours uh really nicely it's like a golden like i would say like golden straw color i mean patrick can see it i think he he's not going to judge that uh, i'm i'm wrong here on my color Um, but, uh, it does have a little bit of notes of like orange to it. Um, but yeah, this is a a really solid IPA that Fieldwork puts out, which is almost their repertoire is almost exclusively IPAs. Um, and, uh, they throw this bad boy in a 16 ounce can and it clocks in at like 6.6%. Um, so it's a, uh. I got a lot of like citrus and herbal notes kind of on the nose and then uh when you once you get into uh, taking a taking a little sip it, you'll notice it's fairly highly carbonated um it's got a lot of pine and like grassy notes to it um and it's definitely like a little like uh lemony and bitter um not my necessarily my favorite ipa overall um it's got some things that are kind of clashing a little bit but uh still pretty solid overall um Beer Advocate puts it at four point one. Um, Untapped has it at a point or three point seven six. Uh, rate Beer doesn't have enough uh, ratings; it's relatively new. I think they just put it out in cans uh, within the past uh, couple of weeks, so they don't have enough ratings yet uh, to give a, a full score. But uh, and then on my end, I, I'd probably rate it about i I'd give it a three point seven five. It's it's solid. Uh, it's nice in the sixteen ounce can, um, and there'd be nothing wrong with having this on an, on a nice warm uh, spring day out here in California.
0: Now my question is, is: This a lawnmower and beer, or is this a uh, you know safely uh, do while sit, sitting on the porch kind of beer?
1: Um, no you you can definitely. Um you can definitely operate machinery it says you shouldn't on the can um but uh you if you have one uh you your ability to uh operate the machinery should not be uh terribly impaired
0: some may argue that it's enhanced by that one beer <laughs> you're not going to cut rooster tails in the grass I mean,
1: the, the surgeon general is really just kind of a bitch about some of these things
0: yeah I mean... but what the hell does the surgeon general know about lawn care right am yeah I, am, that's I right I'm saying, am i right or am i right you know so you know without further ado i mean i think you know, this it, it, it segues perfectly into our baseball topic because we're going to talk about groundskeepers. No, actually we're not. Steve, <laughs> tell us what we're talking
1: about. <laughs> oh man. We are, well, let's, let's kick things off because we got opening day coming up tomorrow. Um, and it's just, uh, it's that perfect time where, um, spring training has wrapped up and the, uh, excitement's at an all time high. So, uh, let's just get into a little bit of, uh, some expectations for the 2018, uh, MLB season. Yep. Um, I mean, it's exciting times right now for the, uh, for the Chicago baseball scene, at least. I mean, you got the, the Cubs who are, uh, seem to be a perennial contender at this point. Uh, and then you've got the White Sox that are full fledged into the rebuild, which is looking exceptionally, uh, my exceptionally good. My, my White Sox are, uh, finally committing to uh, doing something the right way, which hasn't happened in a very long time. So that makes me happy.
0: Yeah. I think for me, my look at the baseball season comes in. It's going to be like, okay, opening day is here, which I I don't remember it being in March anytime. Normally it's like the first week of April. They they moved it it back a bit. Yeah. It seems a little early this year. I think it's because it's Easter um but that
1: and because they're sick of having uh baseball games that go into november
0: right and it's cold and stuff so it seems early this year for me so like the one thing i always like about opening day is you go to your team's opening day and it's packed out everybody's happy and then day two there's no one there <laughs> so i'm classic, excited classic white Sox move yeah i'm class i'm happy to see that oh i remember going to the mariners games and seeing that all the time sure um because everybody would go see like felix hernandez pitch and then they didn't want to go see like uh Jamie Moyer come out the night next <laughs> night. I know I'm butchering that.
1: 647-year-old Jamie Moyer. <laughs> I know there. I'm
0: completely butchering that, but it's like you never really want to be like the day two starter like on opening day. Like, I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm lukewarm on this. Like, I'm excited. I asked you a couple of weeks ago about this as we were coming into baseball season because I hadn't heard of anything. Like, because I'd been not necessarily down on like chicago sports like chicago sports has been down a little bit this past year for football basketball hockey and i'm just thinking like well what's gonna is baseball season gonna like pique my interest enough are there gonna be enough national headlines um that are gonna take in you know be exciting for me i'll go watch the cardinals play a few games here and there but i'm curious about is it going to be exciting? Do we think what do we think about like the national scope of the season? Like how do we see this going out? Are we going to see anything crazy storylines like we saw last year with the Dodgers going on those amazing tears of runs, uh wins and then losses? Like what do we see like do we see the do we see the Astros just going crazy again? Like what do you see nationally outside of just being a fan from your perspective?
1: Sure. Um well, starting in the AL East, uh the Yankees are going to hit a billion home runs this year. Um which literally uh, a billion? Yeah, literally. So you're uh, well, taking the over? We'll take the I mean, we'll set the the over under at a billion point 5. Okay. And, um yes, the with uh, that lineup is uh is filthy good uh with uh Stanton added into it. Um it's it's going to be terrible. I don't know why you would ever want to pitch to any of them. Uh, I think you're probably now, is I it think-
0: Mike Stanton or Giancarlo?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: I'm just curious to which Stanton we're talking about. Um, it, that's a true statement. That's binary. It that's is. True.
1: It is. It absolutely is. Um, I think that you might actually see uh, one of the, the rarities in baseball again, and that is the, uh, in the bases loaded intentional walk you may see this year. Interesting. Okay. Uh, because there's. Giving no up one, one
0: run is better than four, right? Or yes. multiple.
1: Because the, that lineup is going to be terrifying uh, for pitchers. It's going to be awesome to watch, uh, watch for just general entertainment. Um, salute general entertainment. Um, Get but, low rates uh, on your
0: auto insurance. Not <laughs> sponsored by general. Oh God,
1: the general. <laughs> I wish we were sponsored by the general. I just
0: wish we'd have Shaq on the show.
1: <laughs> Pipe dreams, right? Right. We're um, working on I, it. Yeah. Um. So, that's on the on the AL East. I mean Boston's going to be pretty strong. Obviously, uh they've they've got a, a really solid team. Um the NL East is going to be kind of messy, but uh the Nationals uh should be probably the the I mean the the Nationals are hands down the 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 class of that side of of the league. Um so they that I would expect to see them have a very strong year again. Plus Dusty Baker's not in the mix anymore, so that uh makes life easier. Um then you move on uh, Houston is going to obliterate teams once again because they have the the thing with Houston is like they're not done yet they have guys who are still maturing into their primes and they have guys who are in the minors who are uh, that are ready to to make the jump and they've got a pitching staff now that can hold it to, you know that can really uh, do some things especially uh, in the playoffs I mean they're 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 the team that's probably the most well constructed um in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. So I fully expect that. Like I would I would be shocked if they didn't win like ninety seven games. Do you think it's
0: because the AL West is also weak? Oh, like, I mean it's certainly it's I mean
1: definitely yeah. uh make that easier. But uh yeah, I mean Pakota projections this year had I wanna say they pushed i mean at least in the first run that i saw i think houston was at like 101 wins which dakota is traditionally uh um conservative in their win estimates okay okay (laughs) so to to have a uh, algorithm project 101 wins uh conservatively is a uh a a very unique thing it hasn't happened a whole bunch of times so dude uh,
0: algorithms that's gonna be my best band name ever
1: (laughs) it's a a a failed uh, concept for uh, a. a dancing game on the on the Wii, <laughs> Al Gore rhythms. <laughs> just um, dance, but not uh, sponsored by
0: Just Dance either. God, no.
1: <laughs> just quoting everything. Sorry, uh, Cleveland will likely win the AL Central because you have the White Sox who are rebuilding. You have the um, you have the Detroit Tigers who are rebuilding. Uh, Kansas City's just kind of there. Um, are the Twins so,
0: going to come out and do anything spectacular? The tw- like the they- Twins
1: are interesting. I think they overperformed last year a little bit, but. Um I mean, you never know uh, the, i but i fully expect them to finish second. They might be a wild card team too um they've they've got some potential there um and then going out west uh Mike Trout is fully healthy, so watch the hell out watch the hell out there because he was on pace to have one of the most valuable offensive seasons in major league history last year until he got hurt um so if he is fully in which he appears to be fully healthy um you you have that to worry about and it's a shame because not enough people go and watch him and uh uh and it's a shame that the angels haven't been able to put it together totally around him but he's got uh, they, they did make some moves this offseason so the angels i don't know that they're going to be uh i hope they're a playoff team because i want to watch mike trout dominate but uh, at the same time i don't know if they're they're quite there yet um but he his performance alone is worth going to an angels game for sure yeah how old is he uh, what is he's in his I think he's twenty seven if I'm I could be wrong though. He, so right he's, in his prime. Right he's, in his prime uh, he's in Getting into his prime. Mike Trout is going to be could in theory be a Hall of Fame level player before he's 30. By the numbers. Yes, by the numbers. He could be a Hall of Fame level player by the time he's 30.
0: That's insane. Yeah. That's absolutely insane to think about. Yeah. And it's tough because like we went to an Angels game, and if you're unless you're out in that unless you're out in Orange County. It's really kind of hard to get down there, um, with reasonable stuff. But like, oh yeah, plenty of good seats available. Like, I think we found like plenty of tickets available when we went. Yeah, we there. we
1: weren't struggling to find tickets. And, and on the flip side, you go a little bit further north and you go up to Dodgers. Uh, it's just as hard to get to a Dodgers game, um, right. but or uh, even
0: worse, you know.
1: Yeah, but they're the Dodgers are, a, a powerful team. They're going to be right there in the mix too. Um, so the National League, uh, is. Is going to be uh, overall baseball is going to be very fun to watch. I'm very intrigued with the uh NL West, uh, just because I think that that division has some really interesting and fun teams out there. Colorado's solid, uh, the Diamondbacks are Arizona's great, Arizona's
0: so, back in yeah, contention, so. and the Giants, well, we'll see what happens. Giants,
1: there. I don't think the Giants are going to <laughs> up, but, uh, that's it's fun because I'm out here and like the Giants fans get very, very amped up. Like it was they were like throwing like throwing celebrations in the streets when the Cubs beat the Dodgers in the, in the playoffs. And it's like, it, this was going back two years. Um, and it's like, really? Like you're that, like you care that much that the, that the Dodgers lost, like, uh, but the yeah, the rivalries out here are, are interesting. Like I, I'm so used to seeing Cubs socks and like Cubs socks is such like a, a faux, uh, rivalry because they're they don't play in the same division yeah they try and do the same shit out here too with like the um with the a's and the giants like the other day uh the uh the a's announced that they were going to charge uh giants fans 50 dollars to park and if they um if they said go a's at the parking at the gate like where the attendant is then they would only charge them 30 it's like come on man like still
0: paying 30 bucks to park that's pretty Still crazy. paying
1: $30 to park yeah which is still absurd because and you're you're paying $30 to park at the Oakland County Coliseum which is the worst place to go see a baseball game
0: Great for a flea market
1: <laughs> Uh yes you will get fleas
0: <laughs> I know the chunky that belongs this chunky Um, references and sadly
1: i I think my first game of the year will be at the oakland county uh, coliseum because uh the white Sox come out here in like the second week of april on for like a monday tuesday wednesday set and i think i'm gonna go to that monday night game uh and and go check them out it's not the free one so on that tuesday they're literally not charging you to go watch the white Sox and and the oakland days
0: that's probably Uh, smart (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> come on, no. eat the hot dogs. Like, yeah. come
1: on eat like So they they will give you a free ticket to go to that game. Um, but uh yeah, that Monday night I'll probably wind up going checking out. It's a shame too, because like Oakland, the actual experience of being in the stadium in Oakland, like the food and beer options and stuff, like that wasn't bad. It's just like the the actual viewing of the game and then like trying to get around the stadium is a miserable experience because
0: it's not a baseball stadium
1: no exactly it it took it takes when it's a packed crowd which is rare but of course i went to the one time it was crowded it took us 45 minutes to do a lap around the field That's like to to go from we were sitting in the right field corner to go all the way around and do do a loop like because we wanted to get down you know see what it was like from behind home plate and then go grab something to eat and everything. Yeah, it's and just the, the concourses like are very game. narrow. So the lines for the concession stands block them. It's just a miserable experience. It sounds
0: like the show center. It sounds like it sucks. <laughs> Fuck cool. They're bird. trying
1: really hard to build a new stadium, but then it's the A's. So no one really cares that much.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, why do you build a team, like a stadium for last place kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah. I mean they're, they're close. Like the, the A's have some pieces. Like I would, I wouldn't be surprised if they put together a little run. They're not going to be like a playoff, like, you know, or a world series contender, but they've got some pieces on that team that can uh, do a little bit of damage. But uh, yeah, it's, it's still like the buzz just isn't there with that team.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So if there was a player that you would have to say, like, if they didn't do it, they would underperform, be like the biggest underperformer of the season. Who would it be if they didn't take and put numbers up? Who's got the most pressure probably this year. Like, based on, like, the team they're on, what expectations they have, um, contract year maybe, perhaps, new girlfriend, a, wife, <laughs> dog. That's a,
1: that's a really good question. Um, I don't know that it would be necessarily pressure. Or what um, team
0: do you think has the most pressure on it? I, I wouldn't say necessarily the Astros, but, like, what team?
1: Dodgers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in my opinion, the Dodgers. Um, and then speaking of like individual players, not that this uh, is, is, has really super any bearing to him because uh, Clayton Kershaw is phenomenal and one of the best pitchers in baseball, uh, but his, he can opt out of his contract after the end of the season, Right right um, and make all of the money. Um, if, he, if he chooses to opt out uh, and stays healthy, uh, his, that contract will be staggering. Um, so that would be an interesting one for him, um, whether to balance. Uh, how I think just like it has to be in the back of your mind like obviously he's got enough money that his his family and and will be set for generations but at the same time like when you when you figure baseball's guaranteed money and if I just don't get hurt this season and even if I'm not you know Cy Young caliber but I'm I'm you know relatively close to high performance uh, uh Clayton Kershaw how much more money can I make when I opt (laughs) out? For sure, for sure. And it's like, man, you could literally, he could make a quarter of a billion dollars potentially if he opted out.
0: Yeah, well, then you got taxes. Like, wouldn't you also potentially take an insurance policy out on that (laughs) if somebody would write it for you, like, so you can get some of that money? Like,
1: he doesn't have to opt out of his contract either. Like, he can stay. Um, for sure. In, for in, sure. In but if they're Dod- making fan- fantastic money. But right uh, right. Yeah. I'm just then thinking- again too with the way the the way the free agent market played out this past offseason, you may not want to do that. You may not want to test it. But I still feel like if Clayton Kershaw became available, the Yankees and the Red Sox would be willing to put up two hundred and fifty million to get him.
0: Right. And do you think like so if the Dodgers don't take and do well, like if they fail to make it to the World Series and you know they, or fail to win it? Let's just let's just call that like that is you know, if they fail to win it, um, does he stay? Does he stay and p- pitch in that division, or does he take the chance and go somewhere else? Like, what do you think? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, you know, yeah. if you're the top ace and you go to like Boston or New York, I mean, that's not a bad thing. Like, you're 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 the top ace here. You're going to another top program. You know, and to, yeah. To the top. Team. I mean,
1: it's a uh, it's an interesting gambit. Um, I don't know necessarily where where I would fall in that position because it's again baseball is guaranteed money so uh you're you're comfortable no matter what you do right so it's I guess it's just a matter of how greedy you want to be and or how much you want to get out of the situation that you're currently in
0: see if you're trying to live it for the field of dreams or if you're just doing it for the love of the game you know you got to f- pretty much figure that one out right
1: or if you want to head to like a state that doesn't have uh state income tax or like something. florida <laughs> <laughs> to- washington doesn't have state income tax do they
0: the state of washington does not
1: yeah so head on head on go pitch to seattle go pitch yeah. in seattle
0: felix felix and uh felix and clayton <laughs> clayton
1: he's our friend he's friend. Carl- <laughs> Uh, fake yeah, Wayne do you have any uh do you have any oddball uh predictions for this uh for this MLB season before we wrap this I
0: think the only oddball prediction that I have is it's going to be a 162 game season and it's going to start in March and end sometime not in March that's probably the biggest <laughs> uh biggest thing I have for it I'm like I'm pretty apathetic this year like I don't necessarily think I'm going to be die hard one way or the other you know um
1: I know how that is too, cause like. The White Sox were like that for a long time with me. Um, and I think the Cardinals are kind of in a, in a similar situation. Not, like, not ever quite as dire as what the White Sox were, but the Cardinals are kind of like mired in that Like you're never, you know that they're not as good as the Cubs are. They may not even be as good as the Brewers are. In that and
0: situation. that's very, very hard to believe. Yeah. But, but the streak is still alive. My personal streak of watching the Cardinals in Milwaukee, they have never lost the game that I've been to so and that's like uh 12
1: well that's pretty gambling. yeah good.
0: 12 or 13 every single wow. time me and my pops have gone up there for a game they have not lost they that's impressive. yeah like and they've won by like numerous runs going like enough that we could leave to beat traffic out
1: of the game kind of. yes the uh, the raging milwaukee traffic you know the
0: sausage crews <laughs> you know leaving leaving the leaving the <laughs> the friendly confines up there get out of that's the
1: impress- well now we have to test this so there's going to be oh this podcast uh st louis cardinals milwaukee brewers uh trip coming up this summer though. okay
0: yeah so. it's a, it's usually a home game uh up in the milwaukee Milwaukee, yeah. so which
1: is algonquin for the good land exactly you know
0: three yes. socialist mayors
1: <laughs> um i will say that uh the one one other thing that I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, watching is um, outside of the the rebuild of the the White Sox, which obviously I'm enamored with, and I, I I love Recon. Uh, but I'm actually kind of curious to watch what the Tigers do with their rebuild. Oh
0: um, man, I totally thought you were going to say the sausage races in Milwaukee.
1: Well, that too, but uh, or and or the uh, uh, the president's races in uh, in uh, Washington because those are fantastic yes. too. Um, but no, I am, I am kind of interested to watch what the, what the Tigers wind up doing. Um, just because they, they don't have an ace anymore. Really, well, they really committed to going to being bad. Like it was impressive. Like the whole year last year, it was like, I was sitting there waiting for like, and the white Sox were terrible on purpose. And I was like, Oh man, the white Sox could have like the a top two pick. And then the Tigers came in and boy, did they suck something fierce. <laughs> you know, maybe
0: they're just trying to take and win that coveted trophy of Detroit's worst franchise ever. You know, they, I mean, you know, they they're could, trying to like give the lions a run for like zero wins. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to do I, in
0: baseball, but like,
1: yeah, I will be, I'll be paying attention to that because it has implications for the White Sox. Um, in the in the long run, it won't uh, in the next year or two probably have anything. But uh, yeah, uh, the the Tigers have. It's been a, it's been a long run for them. So and then watching Miguel Cabrera towards the end of his career is always fun. And the did you? I don't know if you saw, but there's like a there was an article a couple like last week I think that uh, Miguel Cabrera claims to not know. Her. He's like, well, it's not just like these new guys. Like he says he doesn't know any of his teammates' names. <laughs> and he says he hasn't like he hasn't known his teammates names for years so he just calls him bro
0: hey bro sup, <laughs> <laughs> <What's> up bro <laughs> and, then,
1: and like the article they were like can you imagine like him like being like Justin Verlander out on the mound like pitching obviously Verlander like one of the best pitchers in the game for the past you know 10-12 years um and then you have Miguel Cabrera coming in and doesn't know who he is and just calls him bro excuse me bro can you yeah. uh help me this like maybe
0: like he's like a close bro. So it's like, I know that you're around often. So you're bro. Like
1: it's, yeah. I He says it's not that. So, I mean, I'll take him at his word, but uh, yeah, I found that I found that interesting and funny. So yes, but the, the Detroit Tigers, that'll be, that'll be something I keep an eye on, but that's right. just, I'm a baseball nerd. Like most people, most normal humans will be watching the teams that are good. And, and I'll do that too. I got my MLB tv subscription updated and tomorrow i'll be watching baseball all afternoon
0: nice very cool one final question in this thing the hot stove question free agent signings quick i'm going to do the lightning round and these are all from one team and one generation give me a yes or no on any of these if they're going to get signed and picked up at any time okay Mm -hmm. Uh, pedro serrano yes jake taylor no Rick Vaughn,
1: yeah, oh, well, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: Willie Mays, Hayes, yep, and Roger Dorn. No, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Serrano can't hit the curveball, so you know, you never know what you're gonna have to do.
1: Yeah, but Serrano's got the power, and that's basically that's it's hats. efficiency. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got—I uh, uh, mean, of of all of the bets, Vaughn is the the surest. Uh, the the upside there is uh, is yeah a team's going to gamble on that. Yeah. Yes. You know, exactly. you get, you get a Don Cooper in there uh, to work his magic with him, uh, get the, get the delivery under control and he could be a, uh, a, a dominant pitcher for a long time
0: now, but is Miss Phelps going to move the team to well, Florida,
1: I mean, Jerry Reinsdorf threatened to do it. So yeah, probably, why not? <laughs>
0: okay. You know, I'm just hoping Roger Dorn, you
1: know, now, now if we're going to see Jack Parkman
0: come back, would you, if you were a general manager and for people who don't know, those are all just from the movie Major League and also Major League 2. Uh, you should go watch that because they're amazing. But would you ever sign a Jack Parkman? I think the White Sox did sign Jack Parkman at once. <laughs> it went Albert Bell was Jack Parkman. Yeah. <laughs> basically, uh, right?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, yes, I think a team would. Um, I, I think history shows that they have and would.
0: If you're a general manager, would you? Or would well, you not poison that clubhouse?
1: It depends on the clubhouse atmosphere that I'm dealing with. You know, I think you have to assess that on a case by case basis. And you also have to assess
0: how close you are to a playoff run. Dude, that's a power hedge right there. If I've ever heard it. So Steve, it is. I power hedge. Kind
1: of... I mean, so we'll put it this way. If you're the, the white Sox and you're chasing three games, uh, you know, going down the stretch and you've got a non-waiver trade acquisition, uh, you know, maybe a la a Manny Ramirez. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. You make the trade. Um, if it's a matter of giving up significant assets to acquire a player like that, no, you don't make that move.
0: How many wins is Henry Rowan Gardner going to take and get this year?
1: How many wins or how many wins above replacement?
0: Uh, wins above replacement.
1: Ooh, got that hot ice, pre, you know, pre, uh, <laughs> pre-injury, post-injury, post-injury, post-injury. Ooh, uh uh negative 1.2 okay 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 it's Chet gonna Steadman. be it's gonna be a rough go Gosh, it's gonna be a rough go but the the you know i think he might fool enough people with the uh with the change up there <laughs> with the floater with the floater yeah. <laughs> brickma let the
0: big dog eat so that's baseball season bold move. right bold well, move. Patrick, bold let's
1: move. we've got baseball season here um we can move out of the major league realm and get into get into a realm that's probably nearer and dearer to our hearts and that's the minor league game that's Um, why i like to
0: say it major league fun at minor league prices
1: exactly exactly and uh as if you're not familiar with the with minor league baseball either from listening to this podcast or just generally being familiar with uh player development and things of that nature being uh, human yeah (laughs) um so the minor league game is uh, is well known for its uh, shenanigans. Uh, one might even say uh, I didn't want to say it before horseplay, but uh, you know they they like to they like to joke around and uh, and do a little bit of uh, creative marketing. Tomfoolery. Um, Tomfoolery, Yes, one definitely. Tom would fool. Um, but uh, yes. So we need to break down some of our favorite uh, upcoming 2018 minor league baseball promotion nights because uh, it is in the minor league game, you know, you're, you're not attracting an audience that's going to put 25 or 30,000 or 40,000 if you're a good team, um, uh, fans in the seats. You're trying to scrape together, you know, a couple thousand people every night. You know, a strong minor league attendance, uh, you know, is in the uh, single thousands um whereas and and a couple teams can can get into the uh double you know into like 10 to 12,000 but uh regularly they don't they don't pack the houses so there are a load of promotional nights and they are pretty damn creative with a lot of it um we've we've seen the current trend is like with food based promotions so teams will change their entire name and out an outfit for the evening Absolutely. to dedicate themselves to a uh, a given food item we've talked about it before fresno grizzlies uh frequently uh change themselves into the fresno tacos which we are a uh, a strong proponent of and the montgomery biscuits and then montgomery the montgomery biscuits Pit that's Masters. their regular team name though well the pitmasters pitmasters are the charlotte knights uh you have the um Let's see, the, Rock, the Rochester Plates, uh, you have so the oh was it the, I think it's the Reading uh, Fighting Fills who turn into like the Whoopies, uh, which like they're like the whoopie Pie. Yeah, uh, like the
0: Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs is like bacon. Oh
1: right? yes, yeah, yes. Most so there's
0: definitely a food thing because they can take and get around the local communities to come out to the park, like food establishments to take and like do a whole day around with it. But then oh, yeah. there's also a strata that goes beyond just the whole Ooh, a strata, perhaps yeah.
1: like an egg strata. Is that yeah. what you're getting? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: That goes beyond uh um this like this notion of like we've seen teams that have done Beatles nights last year. Um oh, yeah. different things. And I know you have a list of ones. I know you're not gonna take the one that I have on my list, which is the top one here but why don't you tell me which one is like the one that you're most excited for, or a couple of them that you're excited for. I've, I've got a whole you sent, mess. You've sent I've me there. A whole, don't, I've got a
1: mess of ones that are, that I'm excited for. I'll um, talk
0: about the one that, you know, I want to talk about I'll let you go on the other yeah. stuff. Okay. And I know,
1: I know what that one is. So yes, I won't spoil yeah. it for anyone. Um, but starting off uh, in two weeks here, um, making making my way over to the, to a uh, municipal stadium here in San Jose, California. San Jose, and, uh, San San Jose. If you're nasty, um, and <laughs> heading out to uh, watch the San Jose Giants, which are the San Francisco Giants' A League affiliate, their their High A affiliate, um, and they have a mascot named Gigante, uh, who's a weird amalgamation of things. He's kind of like a horse, I guess, but uh, they, they don't in in true mascot fashion. They don't totally define what he is. Is he like more um, of a minotaur? It, minutes are. Yes, possibly, but uh anywho, uh Comic-Con will be in town here in a couple of weeks and in honor of that they are doing a uh superhero night and oh god. Their mascot Gigante, they're doing a bobblehead for him and he's going to be dressed up like Superman as this bobblehead. Um and so that's April 13th and 14th at uh in San Jose. Uh they're doing it both nights, so uh we're going we're going to go to the Friday night game. And uh, catch catch that one and uh, get the bobblehead and plus, out here in California, with most of the uh, California league being in valleys, uh, it gets fucking miserably hot during the summer. Yes, it um, does. So yes, it can. Going to catch a game in April when it's hopefully only like seventy five will be glorious because every other time I've gone to a San Jose Giants game, it's been ninety five or more degrees and absolutely miserable. So there's hopefully. sun out
0: there in California, correct?
1: Yes, there sometimes. Yes. Yes,
0: w- which can be very warm.
1: Occasionally, a cloud will come over, but then it'll leave.
0: Just one singular cloud up on a the single.
1: Clo- the- yes, one one little lonely cloud. <laughs> yeah, some lonely clouds over here, and some death rays of heat <laughs> coming down from um, the sun. Okay, so, so San Jose, that's, super that's the first one. I'll be going super Hagantes. Yes, that'll be the first game that I go to this year because that's a few days before the White Sox play Oakland. So yes, my I'm I'm opening my. Uh, that's your appetizer. Actually, that's that's going to be a strong baseball, like eight days, because I'm going to go to that game. Then I'm going to the White Sox in Oakland, and then I'll be back in Chicago. And then I, that weekend, Chicago plays uh, Houston. So I want to go and check that out. And the White Sox are doing a giveaway that night. So yeah, there will be like three games in eight days. That'll be a pretty good run. You can get a nacho
0: helmet there, too.
1: Oh, duh,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: duh, duh.
0: I'm gonna let you drink really quick while you're taking and doing this. You got to keep going. Cause mine doesn't happen till June. Hey, uh, you know, yes. so like some of you, get, you got some more of them that are coming before June.
1: Well, So I've got, I've got a few other promotions and then one that is definitely a promotion and fucking sucks, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, let's stick in the, in the, the, the fun realm. Um, most teams do a star Wars night every season, uh, even at the major league level, but uh, the, at the minor league level, uh, the Rochester Red Wings, which are the Twins' AAA affiliate, um, they, they're doing a Star Wars night, and it's notable because most most teams will do like a bobblehead, maybe they'll wear a goofy jersey. Well, Rochester has a jersey that is probably one of the favorite, my favorite things that I've ever seen, and it's like if you're familiar with you know the uh, dogs or wolves or coyotes uh, howling at the moon type shirts, where there's just like a. a Huge scape of like yep. a starry night with a moon, and then there's a you know, they're they're hauling at it. They have a similar jersey, except for it's an Ewok with uh Ewok <laughs> on Endor, and then you see you know, like the, the Star Wars universe on the, the Death X- Star. Yeah, it's it's incredible. The best way um, that
0: I could take describe this jersey is like if you got a very, very awesome, excited sixth grader who knew MS Paint <laughs> and could clip. Different Star Wars things on this, <laughs> and then Bob Ross drew the happy little clouds in between of Endor on this jersey, and they're gonna wear that out to the play baseball in. Yes. It's like, incredible. It as is, soon as they put it on sale,
1: I will be buying one. Yes. If they put it on sale, I know they auction the jerseys uh, for charity, but if they most a lot of teams when when they do these like crazy jersey nights, they'll put a, a version up for sale in their team shop. So I absolutely will be buying one of those, and I will wear it on a regular basis the
0: only way that it would be better is if they were 100 percent cotton no i'm just kidding not just that (laughs) the only way that would be better is if they had like you know how some people wear coats that have faux squirrel wrapped around their neck you know for the fur look on there if they had faux ewok hair coming out of like the bottom and the neck hole and stuff like that (laughs) so wookie. (laughs) wookie hair yeah so it's like i don't know but that was like when I saw that I'm like, this is the by far the greatest and dumbest, not dumbest, like this is the greatest worst best jersey I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive, and I mean I say that as being a, uh, a owner of a uh, Astros, uh, like a late '70s, early '80s uh, Astros uh, type jersey that says tacos across the front and has the uh, the color scheme for the for the Fresno tacos, which is absolutely
0: it, so. phenomenal.
1: Um, yes, then uh so moving on from there, uh going over to the fine state of Michigan and checking out the Lansing lugnuts uh who are the uh what's lansing they're the uh, a affiliate of the Blue Jays, i believe um they are doing an evening uh dedicated to the fine c d ROM game of uh backyard baseball, and they have that evening a Pablo sanchez bobblehead night. <laughs> uh, and the i've seen the bobblehead uh they 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 went and tweeted it out and it's incredible it looks just like him and, and complete with like the shirt not going down totally over his belly button and everything so if you if you've never played backyard baseball uh yeah check that out uh it's a a kids based baseball game uh for pc back way in the day and uh yes this is a a very a, a very near and dear uh um uh, promotion in my heart because i mean if you were playing that game and pablo sanchez wasn't your pick number one overall you fucked up
0: <laughs> you done did something wrong <laughs> you done did something completely you're gonna wrong. have a
1: bad time
0: <laughs> <laughs> even if you didn't know it, you were definitely yeah. gonna know that so oh that's um, fantastic are we to june yet or are we at your sausage team yet
1: so well actually i mean these aren't necessarily in chronological order so like the rochester promotion for the star wars night obviously is may 4th um the Pablo Sanchez bobblehead is August 18th um, up in Lansing. Um, we're going to one uh, in July of Kane County Cougars doing a uh, celebration of the fine American sit, well, British then American sit on um, the office, and they are doing a Michael Scott bobblehead, which uh i'm excited for and it also happens to be on a dollar hot dog dollar beer night dollar beer dollar hot dog night thursday nights uh at uh the fine king county cougars ballpark uh they do dollar hot dogs and dollar beers and i think dollar pop as well i think Uh, so but that's those are like the the tiny little
0: those are tiny little like canisters of them too
1: no no i mean they're, they're not souvenir size but they're yeah they're they're certainly not uh uh the the largest containers that they have but the hot dogs are full size the
0: hot dogs are full size the beers are decently good just know that you might have to throw bows if you're going to the condiment stand because people (laughs) might take and cut you off at every time you take and go to it so Yes. yes we went to the king county cougars wayne's world night last year when they were playing the beloit snappers and that was a that was a jolly good time uh had by all i think we ate I think I ate way too many hot dogs. If I can remember correctly, <laughs> I'm not going to speak for everyone else, but I know you guys all ate too many hot dogs because they're like a buck. It's like it's not like the game we were just at where they were five bucks for. Yeah, hot they're, they're daring
1: you. They're they're. It's a challenge to your manhood yes. when they say dollar hot dog. They want you to to prove how many you can you can house. However,
0: the problem is is it's like an hour and ten from the house at least driving home. So you got to just like. Make sure you don't eat too many dollar hot dogs, otherwise you might be having a bad, (laughs) bad time driving home. Yeah,
1: it is definitely out in the suburbs. uh, No, it's not. It's in the the far far, western suburbs. It's in
0: the suburbs of the suburbs. It's Uh, by. I mean, it's it's, by what? It's it's by Fermi Lab, which is also known uh, by some people as part of the University of Chicago, which is also from the great Keanu Reeves movie Chain Reaction. uh, Has (laughs) been talking about that as well too. It's a particle um, accelerator.
1: Yes, absolutely, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did, so, you didn't expect the Keanu Reeves chain reaction, not. okay? No, I'm totally, I'm totally uh, flummoxed at this point. Well, um, see,
0: like that's why you should be flummoxed because you know sometimes these movies just come off the top of the dome. You just had to <laughs> take and put them all out there.
1: Um, and I've got one other uh, notice of the uh, uh, um, of a fine promotion that I will be attending. Most certainly, I don't know if. Uh, Uh, you'll be joining me or if any of our other uh, friends or acquaintances will be joining us. But uh, in June uh, up in the fine state of Wisconsin, uh, the Wisconsin timber rattlers who are the uh, A affiliate of the Milwaukee brewers, um, they will be doing a food-based promotion and they are changing themselves into the Wisconsin brats for the evening. Uh, So (laughs) their jerseys and their jerseys are replicas of later hosen um and say brats across the front and yes i fully anticipate it to be like dollar brat night there otherwise i'll i will make a ruckus um, or you'll bring your own brats and a yeah, <laughs> cook them up luxury <laughs> or, box or my own um but uh yes there was the timber rattlers doing a uh doing a well-timed uh food promotion as the wisconsin brats I'm surprised it hasn't uh hasn't happened yet for them but uh you know what there's never a time like the present so um i will most definitely be making my way up to uh i think they're in appleton so which is pretty cool yeah a solid uh two and a half hour three hour drive but uh you know it is what it is you got to uh you got to go where the uh, promotion takes you
0: yeah isn't appleton up by like oshkosh and all that
1: yeah i mean relatively and it's probably near
0: uh on the way to green bay and all that stuff
1: you know and then there's any number of Oconomowoc or Muskego or I don't God knows Manitowoc County <laughs> I'm um, just
0: thinking of making of a murderer right now yeah I know not right my Netflix <laughs> is it weird that the ice maker in my building is Manitowoc ice maker brand and I'm just thinking to myself is this a making the murderer kind of like ice maker <laughs> not in my apartment but like downstairs like the commercial one they had sure. there? I just Weird thing, weird digression. I'm gonna go and back. Which
1: is also the most accurate representation of Wisconsin, if you ever <laughs> making if, ice. If, if you've ever, if you've never seen anyone from Wisconsin, heard anyone from Wisconsin, uh, if you don't know anything about Wisconsin and you want to learn, watch the Netflix show Making a Murder And you and obviously a lot of people have already seen it, but if you haven't, check that out. Give it ten minutes, and you'll know everything you need to know about Wisconsin. Jesus.
0: <laughs> that's that's true so can i get to like the our piece piece oh, the, resistance? the resistance like our uh, so we ha- we cannot do a minor league segment without going back to i think hands down the franchise that has stole our hearts in terms of minor league baseball not only just because they're like creative as all hell but it's like they're good they're a good team right steve like, oh, yeah. I, mean, I think this is an apt like they're an Astros affiliate. I think this is an apt uh, discussion. Yeah. Right? And
1: normally you don't want to brag about how good your minor league team is because you want your minor league players who are really good to be up on your major league team. But the Astros are really fucking good and they have a lot of players who are still developing.
0: Yeah. And so like, it's really interesting. We went, we did a, we went out there and it was 107 degrees when we went to the game last year. More than that at some points in time. And they are the Fresno Grizzlies. And we mentioned about, like, the full-on Taco Tuesday stuff like that. But in like-kind uh, like fashion, the marketing department for the Fresno Grizzlies came up with, by far, hands down, what I think is 100% the greatest uh, minor league promotion. So not only are they going – like, last year they did a Simpsons night, right, where they branded the team and had, like, full-on, like – the grizzly bear logo was the Simpsons, Matt Groening style yes. grizzly bear. And, <laughs> and then it's had, incredible. it was amazing. But this year they're going to be doing a coming to Fresno night, which is a salute to the 1998 feature film directed by John Landis starring Eddie Murphy coming to America where they will change their names. Uh, basically, are they the Zamunda Cougars or the Panthers?
1: Uh, uh, I don't, I don't remember what they changed the team name to, but the graphics are incredible. Yes.
0: And so basically, let me see. Zamunda tribal prince basic I don't know if it's the Cougars or whatnot, but uh, Prince Akeem, Eddie Murphy's character comes to America and he's wearing the tiger pelt or the Prince of Crosses <laughs> like body. If you go to their website, Fresno Grizzlies uh, store, they have the jerseys themselves. Across the front, Zamunda tribal print, green and stuff like that. How do you not say that that is one of the more creative, most creative, best creative? Uh, Yeah, like, uh, like honestly, of like the only uh, like to pick an eighties movie, like it was that. Like you'd have to pick like a Back to the Future would be a good one. Like I don't know, like Coming to America. Like how do you pick that out of like thin air? And it makes it work perfectly. It works perfectly.
1: Yeah, it they're the, the Zamunda Lions for the for the evening. Um yeah, it's a uh it's it's definitely an obscure one. Um I I did not expect to see it. Um and they're even going to have the uh Mc, they're gonna have a McDowells I think, in, <laughs> in, the, in the stadium. How much for
0: a rib? <laughs> Can you break a hundred? Um Chris, so, early Chris Rock, right?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a uh it's impressive. Uh they they they've got enough brand equity to take some risks, uh, and, um, and, and do things. And they've, uh, they, they don't usually miss with their promotions. This one's going to be awesome. The the hat is incredible. Uh, the jerseys look great too. Um uh, they're, they're going to get me for 40 bucks when I go and buy the, uh, the, the lion's hat. Oh, and,
0: hat's uh, going to be procured instantly once it's on sale. Like amazing. They're, they're
1: on sale. Uh, you can, they're just pre-order pre-order. Right now, so yeah, it's a, uh, a definitive purchase. Uh, and now it'll be my, third or fourth uh fresno grizzlies hat so it will be uh, my eighth
0: (laughs) i have two tacos hats i have several of the original ones and then i found it today i had the 98 remix hat too or i found it yesterday i lost my hat collection with them so fresno grizzlies man you know how to do it so and again like we're just fans like we just love it and keep doing what you're doing we're you know from San Jose from from Sea to Shining from Sea to Shining Sea coast to coast you know it's the coast to coast remix you know
1: yeah they uh they uh and they also I think they are doing like 5 dollar beers every night so like you really if you're ever i mean not i don't know if a lot of people are going to find themselves in Fresno necessarily california but if you do uh and it happens to be during the summer you should make your way on over uh to uh to to was it like Chuck Chansey Park or yep. whatever the hell they call it? Uh,
0: After you've gone to the mall and got coffee, and then did the tour of the Derek Carr and David Carr uh, Memorial Drive at the Fresno State University, which will take you about twenty-five minutes to do. Um, <laughs> it's just driving around the school, which isn't that far, and the mall is right next to it. Make yourself over to Chuchuski Park, park about a block <laughs> away. Stay it's in not the Chuchuski shade. Chuchuski Park. <laughs> like we went on two dollar
1: night two dollar ticket night which was great too so anyway and it, was, it was hotter than all bejesus but uh, there is also a great brewery across the street from the park so you can go check out a game and then afterwards they stay open later after the games and go check them out tioga sequoia brewing company uh they make some really interesting and cool beers uh and it's great because fresno's hotter than all hell during the summer so they have got some uh, really refreshing beers that'll uh, cool you down and uh make you enjoy the uh the lovely city of Fresno a little bit more.
0: Mm. Breathe it in, my friend. Breathe, Breathe it in. It
1: always goes down smooth. Awesome. Awesome.
0: <laughs> any other uh before we wrap up on these, any other minor
1: league fun with major league prices? No. Just, major just, League Fun, Minor League Prices? Just go and support minor league baseball because it's a it's a charming experience. It's a fun experience. Um and you will almost always have as good if not a better time going to a minor league baseball game even if you don't know who the players are uh the way they put on the games and the things that they do for entertainment and promotions are always uh very entertaining so you'll you'll uh, even if like i said if you don't know who the players are or even care about who's in the game uh you'll have an awesome time
0: I know it's okay to throw bows on dollar hot dog night at the condiment stand if you have to. So
1: <laughs> if you got if you got to box out little Timmy because he's hogging the fucking mustard, you go and you go and do something.
0: Timmy's you just, a sauerkraut hog. You, you
1: let him know who who runs that bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: awesome, awesome, Steve. What do we got next? The
0: final segment, the final frontier, the final wrap up of our Tory Hunter episode.
1: Yes, we've got to. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about baseball movies on on the show, uh, baseball shows, movies, etc. You know, we've uh, we've talked about uh, Sandlot a bit. We've talked uh, at, at at length about Rookie of the Year. Um, one that we haven't necessarily gone in on yet, or well, this is actually three films, the the trifecta, if you will uh of the kevin costner baseball movies um you think he was
0: typecast a little bit
1: (laughs) um at the time i don't know if he was typecast or if he had enough pull to just be like hey i want to make baseball movies um he's a pretty huge like baseball collector and fan right um so i mean that that may have had something to do with it but uh we are of course talking about the three films bull durham field of dreams and for love of the game um so I think starting with the the best of the group uh, makes sense here uh, with Bull Durham. Field of uh, Dreams, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean Field it, of Dreams is fine, but Bull Durham is uh, comedically and uh, for for my money the the best of these these three movies. See, and um,
0: that was like right around the time. So you think about it, Bull Durham was eighty eight, Field of Dreams was eighty nine, Major League was what ninety. There was a lot. Hollywood was really going hard on. Major League was eighty eight or eighty nine as well. Like when was
1: ho- uh, Mister Mister Baseball? I'll find out. Like, but f- <laughs> with, with Tom Selleck and his mustache. Yeah, when he didn't know how to use the toilet.
0: <laughs> um, but Hollywood was really going hard on like putting baseball. You know, when he was the Tokyo Giants or I mean, the Tokyo it's Dragons. Pastime, yeah. my friend. Ninety two. So like in that early, late eighties, early nineties, we all had a lot of baseball in us. Like Bull Durham, fantastic movie real team like i guess yes. actually they were all real teams you know now that yeah
1: really- i mean uh I, I mean field of dreams didn't technically have a team but the players were from real teams yeah um but uh yeah i mean you get a a, a full-fledged uh, picture of the durham bulls which i think in the movie they they consider i like low a uh, or not low a but a ball um which whereas right now they're they're, they're triple a triple a, a team yeah. I, I don't know that they were A-ball at any point in time or not i don't i I haven't looked traced the lineage of uh where they've where they've come and gone as far as uh their their levels but uh they're currently a triple a team uh but yeah you've got uh kevin costner as crash davis you've got uh him mentoring the uh uh young up-and-comer uh nuke lelouch played by tim robbins You've got Susan Sarandon, the uh, the groupie who loves to uh, choose a player each season to yep. uh, to, tutor to mentor, the <laughs> to <tutelage>. mentor, <laughs> uh, choose a
0: protege to get to the big leagues and all that. Yeah.
1: Um. So one interesting thing I saw about this movie. So both Sports Illustrated and Rotten Tomatoes uh, listed this at, at one point or another as the best sports movie of all time. And
0: yeah, how I do you feel? About that? I don't know about that. There's, yeah, I think yeah. that's a little strong. Like I would say one of the better sports movies of all time would have been like the natural or like chariots of fire with the track stuff.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like there's better sports movies. Like bull Durham is a fantastic film. And yeah. I think it's there, you know, cause like, I don't even know when they wrote this article, but space jam, uh, come on guys, like <laughs> varsity blues. Like you got a bunch of these, you know, these great films that haven't been made yet, but it's a good movie
1: like it's it's a very good movie i'm i'm uh i mean it's got something for everybody in it because it's got the romantic element to it um it's got the comedy um it's got something you know if you're a baseball player you've lived through some of the antics and nonsense that goes on in the movie so um it's definitely kind of it's got it's got wide appeal to uh, to a, a pretty a pretty wide audience um yeah i wouldn't i definitely though i don't think it's a uh, the number one sports movie of all time but, right right uh the story is fun uh you're talking about a guy in uh crash davis who's been in the minor leagues for like 12 years he, he went up to the the big leagues for like three weeks or something like that um so that's that's interesting a lot of people uh at 12 years in the minor leagues uh if if you know anything about how much minor league baseball players, uh, make, you know that there aren't a lot of 12 year minor league players because because most of them leave because you don't make any money.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool story. Um, he went, you know, obviously hits a ton of home runs because he's been in the minors forever. Sets the minor league record. Um, but I think my favorite part of the movie is has to be the, uh, the mound meeting, uh, scene where, (laughs) They are he doesn't know when
0: to get this for when he dealing it. with a lot of shit
1: yeah <laughs> so, you know as, as uh Crash Davis says, uh because you've got uh the group or uh, Tim robbins his his chakra is jammed because <laughs> yep. he's not reading out of the appropriate eyelid um, then you've got uh his dad there watching him pitch, and his dad's holding like the fucking like the like TV news style like massive camera where they're where he's, he's standing in the crowd the building. full camcorder reel to real tape uh, then you've got uh the girlfriend who puts the curse on the first baseman's glove and they need a uh to cut the head off of a live rooster in order to get removed the curse right um and then they can't figure out what to get uh, Jimmy and Millie for their for their uh, nuptials so um you know candlesticks always make a nice gift um, <laughs> uh but uh yeah that that scene is uh top notch in in my book Uh, you got any other
0: notable moments from this movie isn't Arliss like the manager or like the bench manager
1: yeah
0: yeah I believe so yeah that's what I got (laughs) That's, that's what I got I love the movie like you know I I would say that it was definitely more comedic than his next year's releasing you know Yeah, some some might call it. Some might call his release the next year, in 1989, a movie about dreams, and Iowa. I would call it a creepy home invasion movie (laughs) from like dead souls who play. It's
1: it's more of a ghost story, don't you think? Yeah,
0: it's like Ghost Hunters before Ghost Hunters, right?
1: I mean, my and I literally wrote this down, but my synopsis of it is: Iowa farmer hears voices that compel him to build a baseball field. Mine would
0: be Evan Almighty meets baseball. <laughs> <laughs> you could insert Steve Carell in there too if you choose to. <laughs> now could
1: you imagine Field of Dreams with like Michael Scott? <laughs> that would be a problem. That's what she but, said. Uh, so talking talking Field of Dreams uh who I think m- many people can consider to be the quintessential baseball movie and it it does have the uh a lot of the feels and uh it pull it tugs at the heartstrings a bit. Um, but yes, Ray Kinsella, who is a Iowa farmer, um, is, uh, begins to hear voices and things that are inspired, uh, through baseball, um, to, and it, it drives him to decide to build a baseball field on his, uh, farm, which is in the process of failing miserably, uh, not the baseball field, but the, his farm is not doing well. They're not financially well. Right, right,
0: right. Um, absolutely. And
1: he's, he sees, um, After building the field, he sees uh, the ghost, so to speak, of Shoeless Joe Jackson, who shows up and uh, is thrilled at the opportunity to have the chance to play again. Um, If you don't know about Shoeless Joe, uh, they were he was part of the Black Sox, nineteen nineteen, accused of fixing the World Series. They were banned for banned for life from baseball. So uh, this gave them the chance, and Shoeless Joe comes back and brings a bunch of his the other banned players uh, to play baseball there, and that inspires. kevin costner to continue his this quest and he continues to hear voices uh he's apparently not schizophrenic or anything because uh he everything i think i think if it didn't work out people obviously would have labeled him being a a crazy person but uh he then goes and teams up with uh mufasa aka darth vader aka uh terrence Mann, uh who is aka the king
0: of zamunda (laughs)
1: uh also yes (laughs) well played sir yes he is he he absolutely is uh james earl jones uh who is a author um he plays an author in the in the movie and um they get inspired to go on a uh, a baseball quest together so to speak and they go and find uh moonlight graham and do some time travel shit um, this the synopsis is getting away from me because it's getting more and more absurd. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh they they go and find uh, Moonlight Graham and uh that that uh brings some more players into the mix and then uh they're all playing and hanging out on uh, Ray's field when Ray's daughter decides that uh she's gonna recklessly eat a hot dog and she chokes on it. And then Graham being a doctor goes and rescues her. Mm-hmm. And then because he rescued her, he crossed into a, a different fucking dimension. And now he can't be a baseball player anymore. He has to vanish off into the corn.
0: Yep. So my synopsis is a couple lines shorter. Iowa farmer and the negative effects of pesticides and DDT <laughs> builds baseball field. <laughs> can't see shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> James Earl Jones narrates. Done. Right. I mean, seven point five, two point or. 200 million in the box office. Boom. Yeah. Let's go on to the next one. Yeah. Like, the next one. When you Hang think on. about yeah. that, it's like, honestly, like you have to dispel a lot of fucking reality to take and do this. And how right. to like, you know, the best part is sometimes, you know, my mental state when I'm taking and watching movies is to take and place, the character from a previous movie into the new movie. So sometimes That's when it. I'll watch it, I'll think of its crash uh, from, bull Durham (laughs) and they're like (laughs) what are they going to talk about at the mom this time like you just like (laughs) I don't know the transference
1: properties of nature is here oh yeah yeah, the transitive property is most definitely applicable (laughs) um no I mean it it, for our you know goofing around on the movie and giving a goofy synopsis it's actually a, a it's a great film it's a great movie um as long as you're willing to suspend your uh your beliefs of reality and things like that and metaphysical
0: Uh, nature and
1: um so obviously uh the the whole gamut is you know all of these former uh baseball players get together and they play but you have to basically believe in them they're kind of like tinkerbell if you don't believe in them you're not going to see them um they wind up on
0: hallucinations
1: yeah you wind up uh once you've uh suspended that uh, your notions of reality you can see the the players playing and then of course people want to come and see that because they're very famous baseball players who have passed away who are out there in this field in Iowa playing baseball um like you and, mean, but, you
0: can go out there too right Oh I've been there it's yeah.
1: it's uh, it's cool um I I think they're still open they they were selling it um but uh yeah it's it's definitely cool to go out there um but of course at the end um, spoiler alert, uh, the whole thing is a, uh, Kevin Costner has daddy issues and he gets to see his dad and what leads to possibly one of the worst lines, uh, the worst phrases I should say in the world is, uh, Kevin Costner asks if he want if, if his dad wants to have a catch and God damn it, I will take this to my grave. No one has ever goes and has a catch or has a catch. You play catch. Yes. You play catch you do not have a catch god damn it kevin costner um (laughs) ruins it for Uh, all of us yes but uh nonetheless a heartwarming moment uh and it's a it's a great movie it's got one of i think one of the best quotes about the game of baseball uh uttered by james earl jones uh just it's very long so i'm not going to repeat it um plus i don't have the uh the suave baritone that uh that uh, jej has so we won't go into that there. You just call this you. a hot dog? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my fucking bobblehead? <laughs> yes. Get out of the way, Tyler. I'm getting crap. <laughs> hey.
0: Timothy. Um, um, to wrap it to the next, do you have any more about this? Th- you know, Because we could talk no. about Tin Cup next. No. I mean, if, if
1: you build it, they will come. If you have the chance to go out to the uh, where they filmed it in Iowa, it is definitely a unique experience. It is... Um, I know there was some talk about making it into a like youth baseball, uh, like complex. I don't know if that's progressed any. Um, but like I went out there, it was pouring down rain. And like me and my buddy, uh, friend of the show, Mikey Wild, like we just hung out there, played catch, you know, took some swings, hit a couple balls out in the corn, got, you know, went over, bought a souvenir, and then went home. But yeah. like it's, it's super in the middle of nowhere. Like you have to take back roads to get there, dirt roads. And you like when we were going through, there was a cow in the middle of the road that we had to go around. um, No joke. (laughs) Um, So it is uh, certainly off the beaten path, but it's uh, it's a cool place. It's definitely worth checking out.
0: The official field of dreams greeter. Bessie out in the street. (laughs) Gotta go around. (laughs) Parking attendant. So Uh, to wrap up our, you know, Kevin Costner trio of baseball movies, you know, he was mentioned as Clank in Tin Cup. That's why he was a catcher. Didn't wear a cup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we could talk about that later. That's why he's nicknamed 10 cup. But the last one that we have in this one is like, you didn't like it, but you know, I, it wasn't that bad, but it was more of like a, it was less a baseball movie, more of just like a life kind of thing. When yeah. for the love of the game, we're going to go for spoiler game, alerts. Do you get uh, in the zone? Z- yeah, it's, in the a, it's
1: fine. Um, it's just not, it's nowhere near as good as Bull Durham or field of dreams. Um, you know obviously you've got uh Kevin Chap or Billy Chappell played by Kevin Costner um and the whole movie uh he's bummed out about losing his relationship and his career is ending in baseball he's been a you know a, a great pitcher for his career but uh things are kind of on the downswing this is his final uh, game right yeah well i mean it could be his final game he he's ultimately in control of that he's going to get traded if uh if he doesn't uh you know retire um so He's he's out there pitching in Yankee Stadium. It's the last weekend of this of the season, and he finds himself pitching through the uh, uh, motions of a perfect game, and uh, doesn't doesn't necessarily know it the whole time. Uh, but uh, the the whole premise is he's got a lot of flashbacks and and just going through uh, why his relationship failed, uh, why things aren't great in his life, yada 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 um and so it, it bounces back and forth between him pitching and then montages through, of like you know montages of what has gone right or wrong in his life kind of stuff um and he doesn't find out that he's throwing a perfect game until i think in like the eighth inning he f- he finds out um uh, goes 3-0 on a hitter in the, in the ninth and then rallies back to uh to get him out um uh, goes on through uh winds up throwing the perfect game and uh at the end of it uh, defies the rules set out by tom hanks because he cries uh, and there's no crying in baseball um great but pull. uh great he, pull. he does it anyway uh he cries but it's not just because his baseball career is virtually over you know he's got pain in his shoulder and pain in his body from uh, the the long career he's had but he's also emotionally conflicted because his girlfriend uh is not you know basically has left him but of course at the end of the movie he's you know he's gonna go on a trip and you know find his find his chi and then of course he runs into her and then everything goes back to happily ever after and blah blah blah.
0: Truth. But it's a Kevin Costner sports movie. They all end up like that.
1: Uh, yeah, they they kind of do. That's, yeah. a, that's a fair point. <laughs> See Tink
0: Cup ends up with him putting thirteen into the into the water and then he gets Rene <laughs> Russo. You know, it, yeah. it, it it's either it goes spectacularly well or spectacularly horrible. But then he gets the girl. That's why. He, that's
1: why he's Kevin. Yeah, Costner. I mean, that's really all he cares about. Like Kevin Costner's just a hound. Like <laughs> all, all the other stuff is just for show. He's just trying to get chicks. Right. Right. <laughs> um, I would say the best t- Do the you two come best to the things often? about this. <laughs> The two best things about this movie, one, John C. Riley is the catcher in the movie, um, and that's always a pleasant thing to see him pop up in a movie. And then uh, Vin Scully does the play-by-play, which yeah, is uh, very a, treat for, a treat for everybody because Vin Scully is the goods.
0: Now, my question for you is why, if they're doing a movie and they're taking and doing a Hollywood film, is all, are all the shitty teams part of the Central Division?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there
0: are a lot almost everyone you could take and think of the, the rookie of the year major league this movie right here um although
1: if you go to angels in the outfield the angels play the white Sox in whatever the uh you know the the final the the battle royale is in that yeah but it's like the most like the, the big nasty hitters and all and all that stuff like they're the they're portrayed as the is like the dominant team. In Little
0: that. big league as the Twins. Like why is it always the AL Central in Hollywood, you know? <laughs> you know. Well, what Tokyo now
1: Dragons, now? you know. No no one ever ragged on the uh the Milwaukee Brewers when they are when they were in the American League, did they? I don't think so. I'm trying to think. <laughs> How could
0: you do that? You know, sausage man. They can't rag on anybody that has chorizo No, I mean Bob would come
1: out and beat them beat the hell out of them.
0: No, Bob Uecker would be doing major league games, you know.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean Technically Bob Uecker.
0: Allen. I think we've spiraled out of control of this episode.
1: Yes, you indeed, as, as is frequently uh, happening on this show. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Any final thoughts? It's the bottom of the ninth, two outs. The
0: score is some score. Anything? Anything, last words, parting words?
1: Oh, uh, don't let Kevin Costner be the hitter in this situation and don't let Kevin Costner be the pitcher in this situation.
0: Okay. So, or build fields for that. So Steve, you what? don't want him
1: to be a, a Shoji Otani, um, in, in, in this situation. You don't want him pitching or hitting.
0: Right, 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 right. Love it. Love it. Steve, why don't you roll us out?
1: How's that sound? That sounds delightful. Yes. My friends check us out at, uh, uh, oh this com. you can uh, find all of our episodes and random musings there uh, also like our page on facebook or uh or check us out on twitter we've got stuff there um if you do feel the uh the inclination so to speak to support our show um you can check us out on patreon and you can also uh catch us on um on the website we've got links and things uh that uh you can click to shop through and then uh, support the show that way and oh and i do have one final last update um because we didn't mention at the top of the show but uh dark or day tickets are uh will be going on sale this upcoming saturday which is what the 30th uh, the 30th yes, yes. Third, i think so
0: no, 31st 31st
1: 31st, 31st. So March 31st, Dark Lord Day tickets will be on sale. So uh, go and check out uh, the Three Floyds website. You can get your uh, information about that there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a one of the best beer events that you can go to in the Midwest. Um, if you've got the funds and you've got the, uh, the time, definitely worth checking out. So uh, yeah, those tickets, I believe they go on sale at noon central time on the 31st.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Everybody who's listening, thank you again for joining us for the 48th episode. Um, we are more than happy to be able to do this. Steve, thank you for joining us again. Like it was fun talking about stupid shit again. You know, we haven't been canceled yet. So, you know, we must be doing something right.
1: Exactly. Our, our levels of stupidity, know no bounds. Yes.
0: You know, we can be, we can be much more stupider than this uh, (laughs) if we choose to, but I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your evening. Um, in the California region, I'll be in the learning annex for a little bit longer and to all of our fans listening to far and beyond we hope you have a wonderful evening drive home safely don't mow the lawn without a beer or don't do that what i just said because that's legally binding so
1: scratch that <laughs> for the record but, the surgeon general says so damn it the surgeon
0: general saves on his car insurance with Shaq. uh until next time i'm steve i'm patrick and we are out